First Peter chapter number 5, I'll read to you one verse of scripture. Keep your Bible handy tonight. We may go several different places, depending on how the Lord gets on us tonight. Amen. And we'll, we want to look a couple different places tonight if the Lord will help us and uh, try to bring to you a very real subject tonight that we preach upon uh, very regularly, but very needful tonight. This is something that I myself have to remind myself of regularly, daily. Uh, we have to remind ourselves of this in the work of the Lord. And uh, God burned my heart with this thought, as a matter of fact, uh, several weeks ago. And as we begin to think about this, God burned our heart for tonight. First uh, Peter chapter number 5, one verse of Scripture, verse number 8. The Bible says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil. Everybody hear that? Yes. Who'd that say your adversary is? The devil. Who'd that say your adversary is? The devil. Who'd that say your adversary is? The devil. All right. As a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for allowing us, God, to be able to look into our Bible for the help that we need in times that we need help. Father, I thank you tonight, God, for your spirit, God, in this place tonight. I thank you for the choir, Lord, as they sung. God, I thank you, Lord, for the special singers. God, I thank you for everything, God, that's been done, Father, here in this place today. I thank you for how you met with us this morning. God, I thank you for the preaching liberty this morning. God, I pray tonight, God, that you'd meet with us, God, right here, Father, in the preaching time. I pray, God, you'd rain down, Lord, in mighty power how we need you tonight. I realize God, without you, Lord, I'm nothing. But God, I ask you tonight, God, to help us, Father, loose your tongue. Father, I pray, God, you give us, God, a heart tonight, God, to preach, God, with compassion and love. Tonight, I pray, give us, God, Lord, unction of the Holy Ghost. God, I pray tonight, God, that my voice, God, to become, God, a mouthpiece for you, Lord. I pray tonight, Father, you'd, Lord, bind every hindrance. God, I pray tonight, God, that you'd help us, Father, Lord, those hindrances, God, that may not be bound. God, help us to preach through them, Lord, I pray. And I ask you tonight, God, that you'd touch, Father, that one that may be wayward, that one that's in need of help, God, that one that you're speaking to their heart Father this very hour this very night God let them God Lord turn it all over to you and Lord we'll thank you for all that you do and all that you're going to do in Jesus name Amen and Amen I want to preach to you tonight we've been looking at we've been doing uh, preaching through a series on sound doctrine and as a matter of fact this is part of one of those messages Amen Uh, we want to understand who Satan is and we want to understand what Satan is it's very important for us this evening uh, my friend to realize who our enemy is Uh, it is very important for us to understand uh, that our enemy is not each other but our enemy is Satan Amen Uh, if we were in the military tonight we would spend great time understanding our enemy Uh, uh, and the higher that you get up and the more mature that you would uh, get up in the military the more that you would try to understand your enemy when I first got saved by the grace of God yes I knew there was a Satan yes I knew there was an enemy yes I knew there was a devil the word of God plainly tells us of that and my friend if you've got any sense at all you can realize that there is a Satan amen that there is a devil my friend but the older that you get and the more mature that you get in your Christianity in your walk with the Lord how you begin to learn more and more and more about your enemy yes just as real as God is Satan is real also my friend and there's some things that would help us tonight that we understand very clearly about our enemy number one he does not like you amen as a matter of fact he hates you my friend and I've got news for him I hate him also amen I wish I could step on into glory over there in Revelation chapter number 20 when that great angel binds him amen when he's brought down for the great white throne of God I hope amen this may sound mean to you but I hope the Lord gives me one punch 
amen, gives me one kick on that old rascal, amen, because he's caused me enough heartache in my life. He's caused me enough heartache in my ministry. He's caused my family enough heartache. And no doubt for you too this evening, he's caused you much heartache along the way. He does not like us. I want our young people to know tonight that Satan does not have anything in your best interest. He does not have, my friend, one thing good for you. Amen. He is a deceiver and a liar. And my friend, he's the father of it. My friend, he is the author of sin. He was the beginning of sin. He, my friend, in Isaiah chapter number 14, he said five times, he said, I will. My friend, he said, I will ascend up into the heavens. I will ascend to the throne of God. My friend, he wanted to exalt himself. He wanted to be as God. And he wanted to have the power that God had. And he wanted the worship that God had. My friend, and because God cast him out of heaven, because iniquity was found in his heart, ever since that very day, he's been trying to get a lick back in it, God. And he does it through the creation that God created. You see, you and I tonight are created in the image of God. And so Satan realizes that he cannot ascend back into heaven and take a lick at God. But he knows that God loves you. He knows that God loves me. He knows that God went to great stakes and great pains for humanity. And so Satan's trying his best to get to God through us. He's our adversary. We've got this thing right now. It's hard to get unity in the church. It's hard to get unity in a community. It's hard to get unity among brethren. Amen. Might as well say amen. That's the truth. Amen. It's hard to find unity anywhere that you go. Uh, the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter number 4. Uh, how the Bible says one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Uh, one God and Father of all who is above all uh, and through all and in you all. Uh, can I say tonight if you're saved, you're saved the same way I am. Uh, you're saved by the blood of Jesus. Uh, there's but one way to get saved tonight. Uh, and that's by Jesus Christ. Uh, that's by His blood. Uh, that's through an old fashioned order repentance crying out unto him and for his grace to save you there's not enough good works there's not enough religion there's not enough church membership there's not enough money in your pocket honey to save your soul but I'm glad the grace of God is sufficient to take an unworthy sinner wash their sins white as snow and save them by the grace of God and there's one thing tonight that we can all have in common sitting in this building tonight there's folks from every end of the county there's folks my friend uh, that some of you uh, are a little uh, uh, my friend higher up uh, uh, my friend some of you a little lower down uh, uh, some of you right in the middle uh, amen where some of us are light skinned uh, uh, some of us a little darker skinned uh, amen some of us somewhere in the middle uh, uh, praise God but I'm glad tonight there's one thing uh, that we all have in common uh, and that one thing is that Jesus died uh, for the sins of my, myself uh, and he died for your sins uh, I'm glad tonight I've got Calvary in common with you uh, I'm glad to Tonight, those that are down the road saved, those that are up the road saved, I'm glad I've got Calvary in common with them. Hey, praise be unto God. I'm thankful tonight that we do have some common ground that we can stand on together. My friend, and we must realize that we're not fighting against this church. We're not fighting against that church. And when we come down into the assembly of ourselves together, we're not fighting against this member in the church or that member in the church. We've got one common 
enemy tonight and that enemy is Satan and friend he hates you and honey you better be as First Peter chapter number 5 tells us you better be sober you better be in your right mind honey because Satan is a master deceiver there's six things my friend the Bible tells us in the book of Corinthians 2 Corinthians tonight the Bible tells 2 Corinthians chapter number 2 verse number 11 the Bible says lest Satan should get an advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices tonight Satan would love to get an advantage over you you see I'm one of these small small gentlemen amen I'm not a real big feller amen and I, when I was in high school I just like everybody else I like to wrestle around with the other boys and as a small person I learned that when it comes to them big old boys brother Randy that as a small person I had to make my licks count amen I learned that I had to be quicker than they was and I had to be smarter than they was I learned that I had to get the advantage over them quickly amen or I was going to be in a world of hurt amen you know what Satan is not as big as we are my friend God is far more in power than Satan ever thought about being but Satan realizes that because he's got the lower hand he realizes that he must get the advantages in where he can he realizes that when he gets the chance of taking a lick that he better make it count he realizes that he's got to be quicker to the draw than we are he realizes that he's got to catch us at our weakest moment he realizes these things but Paul tells us that we are not ignorant of his devices there's six things tonight that Satan uses as a device as a tool to try his best to hinder the work of God and to hinder the people of God I preach many of these thoughts to you often the first one and I believe is the most prevalent the day and hour that we live is a distraction I believe with everything in me that God's people in the day and hour that we live are distracted from what's really important I believe they're distracted my friend from the things of God I believe we've got so much running through our mind Satan has allowed and he's pushing my friend so many different things in this world and society that we are distracted from the things of God and if he can't distract you from what's important in your life then he'll try his best to deceive you into thinking you're something that you're not he'll try to convince you of a, of a lie my friend and he'll sugarcoat it make it look like a truth that's what he done to Eve the first thing he done was distract her he got Adam off by the side he distracted her coming to her in a form something that she trusted something that she knew very well something that she was not afraid of and he called her at a weak moment when her husband was off somewhere else and then he began to deceive her the distraction didn't work in itself but the distraction paid the way for the deception that would come and he took the word of God and began to twist it he took the truth that God had laid down as a foundation in the garden of Eden and then he began to deceive and twist and he beguiled her the Bible says you see Satan is a counterfeit he takes everything that God does and he my friend he tries to counterfeit it amen and he's going to do that in the age to come. I believe Ralph preached on that just a little bit, amen, this week. Amen, but everything through the Word of God you find that God has. Amen, Satan has a counterfeit for it. My friend, God had Jesus, his son. One day, my friend, my friend, Satan's going to have a false prophet. Amen, tonight, everything that God has, Satan tries his best to twist it. I firmly believe that every time God calls a preacher, I believe Satan calls one or two, maybe three or four. I believe 
believe every time a deacon's ordained for the glory of God, one that's right with God, I believe Satan ordains two or three. Amen tonight. I believe every time a Sunday school teacher is saved by the grace of God, my friend steps up and takes the office, I begins to teach in a Sunday school class. Satan gets him two or three and shoves them in there. Every time a church member that's truly saved, and my friend's looking out for the good of the church, joins the local assembly. Every time one godly one joins, Satan's got him two or three that he'll slip in there too. That's the way that old rascal works. He, my friend, is a counterfeit. He's a liar. He is a deceiver. If he can't distract you and deceive you, he'll try his best to discourage you. He'll try to make you think that it ain't worth it. Hey man, tonight every one of us have been there. Hey man, he'll make you think that it ain't worth the fight. It ain't worth the battle. You ain't seeing nobody saved. He'll try to make you think and discourage you that God ain't using you anymore. He'll try to discourage you to the place that you think that God's done with you. That God, my friend, is not putting his hand on you anymore. He'll discourage you to think that, my friend, people don't like you anymore. Amen. He'll put thoughts in your mind that ain't even true. Just so that he can discourage you along the way. If he can't distract you and deceive you and discourage you, honey, he will go as far as to destroy my friend, even the flesh in your life. That's what he done in the book of Job. He took old Job and he went to the throne of God and he had to ask permission. I like that. I'm glad Satan has to ask permission. I'm glad God already knows about what Satan's going to do to me. Hadn't he before he ever does it. I'm glad he has to ask permission of my father. I'm glad he don't have free access to me. I'm glad he has to go through God and he has to ask. And I'm glad when he asks God if he can have something of mine, I'm glad God's already preparing a way, honey, for me to stand strong and steadfast in the face of that old rascal. I'm glad tonight that when Satan comes against us, he may try to destroy our flesh. But as Job said, as he stood there that day and his wife had betrayed him, my friend, his wife tried to get him to curse God. All of his friends said he was a sinner and that's why he was facing the things that he was facing. He lost all of his children. He lost all of his wealth. But still yet Job said, I know that my Redeemer liveth. He knew who God was and he knew who his Savior was. And no matter what else come about his flesh, he was going to stand with his Redeemer and pray be unto God does something in my soul to know my friend that being saved by the grace of God's enough yes Satan may take the flesh and destroy it one day I may be eat up with cancer one day I may be like my preacher brethren I got to spend a week with eat up with arthritis oh but praise God the heart's settled the heart's saved and Satan when he gets to that place he may go as far as the flesh but honey when he gets to the heart he sees the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and he has to tuck his old nasty tail and he has to run honey I'm glad tonight honey there's something on the inside of me that Satan cannot he can't distract you deceive you discourage you and destroy you he'll try to split you right down the middle divide you amen how many marriages in here Satan ever tried to divide I'll venture to say every one of them how many relationship between a parent and a child that Satan ever tried to divide your family? I say every one of them. How many churches has Satan ever tried to divide? I say every one of them. Satan knows that when we're all together, oh, there's a mighty power. There's something about it. One writer, he said that when the weakest Christian hits his knees, that Satan trembles. 
Because he knows that when we call out unto God, we don't have any power in ourselves, but he knows when we call out unto a holy God, uh, oh, he knows there's something fixing to come down his pipeline, uh, honey, that he cannot fight against. Uh, when God's people come together, uh, we bind together in one mind and accord. Uh, when we all get to thinking alike, uh, we all get telling each other we love each other. Uh, when we start getting our alts fixed with our brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, when we realize that we're going to sit together in heavenly places, uh, when we realize that we're not going to be I say look at that over there in heaven praise God when we get to the place that we realize that this thing is all about Jesus and not about us it's not about numbers it's not about who's doing this and who's doing that it's not about who's the biggest and the baddest when we realize that it's about the Lord Jesus Christ and we come together in that thought that it's our job as saved servants of the Lord to point other people to Calvary to point them to the Lord Jesus Christ when we realize that it's our job as the Lord commanded us to preach the gospel unto every creature by baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son the Holy Ghost when we realize that it's our job honey not to run down each other but to edify each other to exhort each other and to lift up the name of Jesus above every name and we come together in that way honey God puts some kind of shield around us and Satan does not have power our lives but he divides us Bible tells us that a kingdom divided cannot stand, right? Amen. Amen. Satan can get in our church and get a toehold. He'll split us right down the middle. I'll give you a warning last Sunday. Amen. A preacher friend of mine, he told me to warn you, and I did. I was faithful to what he asked me to do. Amen. And can I say that Satan's on the full-on assault? Amen. You may not see it, but I promise you tonight that Satan is on the full-on assault. And you say, preacher, ain't come to my doorstep yet. Well, honey, you better lace up your boots. You better put on your battle helmet. You better grab your sword and you better get prayed up because he's going to come down your way. You see one of the facts about Satan. I'm my friend in that he differs from God. God is an omnipotent God. That means he's all-powerful. Satan's not all-powerful, so he takes the advantages that he can. And also, my friend, God is omniscient. God is all-knowing. God knows everything Satan don't. Amen. If Satan knowed everything, I believe he'd go ahead and throw in the towel. I believe he'd say, God, if I throw in the towel now, can I save a little misery in days to come? I believe if he knowed everything there was to know, I believe he'd just go ahead and say, God, I'm done. My friend, but he don't know all there is to know. He's kind of like that crowd over there in the Middle East that I preach to you about regularly. He's kind of like that Islamic crowd. My friend, they think that they've got enough power. They think that they've got enough military resources to overtake us. They think that they're going to be able to institute Sharia law in a Christian nation. My friend, they don't know the God that I serve. They don't know the mighty power of the hand of an almighty God. They've been against us ever since Ishmael and Isaac and God's come through, my friend, for several thousand years. And you can rest assured that the God of heaven 2017, he's still going to stand for a nation that will honor him. He's still going to stand for a nation that will bless. My friend, Abraham Abraham's children, the children of Israel. My friend, he'll still stand with us if we'll stand with him. They don't know everything there is to know. And also, my friend, Satan, he is not omnipresent. He cannot be everywhere at one time. In the book of Revelation, chapter number 2, 
how the Bible tells that Satan's seed it was in a place called Pergamos my friend meaning that he had a throne there meaning that he could only be in one place at one time my friend knows Satan's not in a body like you are my friend he's in a spirit form my friend he's not hindered by walls and doors and windows my friend he's not hindered by the things that we are but still yet nevertheless he is not omnipresent he cannot be right here tonight and then it will not also my friend he cannot be here and somewhere else he has to send demons to do his dirty work and you can rest assured tonight that Satan he takes notice when God begins to do something however time God begins to stir in the service every time God begins to use the people when he sees the people getting dedicated to God when he sees you and your wife get down praying by the bed amen tonight he's got some demons taking a look out over you that's the truth tonight whether you believe it or not Daniel chapter number 10 how the Bible speaks of the prince of Persia my friend that was an emissary of Satan that was a demonic spirit that had control over that area there was a messenger coming to Daniel an angel of the Lord to come to Daniel and to send him a message but that prince of Persia hindered that angel he had power my friend to hinder that angel for three weeks and Michael the archangel stepped in read your Bible you'll see I'm telling you right hey man God puts the devil puts demons over certain areas to keep a watch out amen and when he sees God begin to spring up and do something in an area he brings full on assault in our lives that's the way he works and he'll try his best to divide us he knows if he can turn us against each other he knows tonight that he's got us right where he wants us he knows if he can get us turned against each other it'll go amen how many churches and I think about this we're living in the Bible Belt right we're living in an area right here in these great smoky mountains. I'd say there's probably been more preaching right here in this area than just about anywhere in the world. Amen. God's called little country preachers, amen. God's called the weak things of this world to confound the wise. God's called some men with little to no education. God's called some men just barely could speak right English. Amen. Praise God and use them to convey the gospel message. God's taken men right out from our little area right here in western North Carolina. Some of the great preachers have come from within a hundred square miles of right here where we're living at. From Pickens, South Carolina, from Hendersonville, North Carolina. There's been some great preachers called from Asheville, North Carolina. From right in this area God has called uh, some great men of God uh, yet still yet how many churches do we see uh, that are a split off of a split off of a split off of a split off uh, honey they don't know where they come from or where they're going uh, amen and they've got the mentality they split off so many times uh, amen if they get mad at this church uh, they'll just go find them another one amen uh, praise be unto God tonight that's exactly what Satan wants uh, he wants to divide us we got to stick together church if there's ever been a day, if there's ever been a time, there's ever been an hour that we've got to stick together, it's right now. Hey man, I ain't always going to say the right thing. I'm not always going to do the right thing and you ain't either, honey. Hey man, you're not going to like everybody in here all the time. Hey, praise God, there's time don't even like my wife. Hey man, but you know what? I married her about 10 years ago and I love her all the time. Hey, time, Miss Barbara, I don't like what she fixed for supper. Right. Amen. I'm just being honest. She knows it. Amen. I ain't telling her nothing new. Amen. But I still love her. Amen. I'm glad there's not enough demons in hell 
There's not enough principalities or powers. There's not enough things present or things to come. I'm glad that even death itself cannot separate us from the love of God. Amen. Tonight, I want you to know that I love God, but I love you too. Amen. We may not disagree. We may see. We may not see eye to eye all the time, but there's still a love in my heart for you. Amen. That are part of this church. Amen. Even the part of the body of Christ. Hey, Satan don't like that. He don't like it when you look somebody dead square in the eye and you mean it from the heart. And you say, brother, I love you. Sister, I love you. My friend Satan don't like that. Amen. He tries to tear us apart because he knows that love covereth a multitude of sins. He knows when the church gets to loving each other. Praise God. It's untelling what God may do. I feel God on that tonight. Amen. Satan don't like it when you get that one that's been talking about you all week around the neck. You've heard everything they said. They think they've got it hid. But you've heard everything they said about you. Uh, honey, can I just go ahead and say God's got a little bit of a sense of humor. Uh, if you're going to talk about somebody, they're going to find out about it. Uh, amen. That's the way God works. Uh, there'll be nothing hit. It'll be made manifest. Uh, amen. Tonight, well, ain't that something when the love of Christ swells up on the inside of you uh, and you can get that brother around and they've been talking about you all week uh, and you can hug them up and you know everything they said uh, and you can look them dead square in the eye and the love of Jesus uh, uh, my friends overflowing in you and you can say, I love you. That's revival. Amen. Amen. Revival's more than just seeing people come to an altar. Amen. I love it when people come to an altar. Something in me jumps up and down every time somebody walks out. Amen. Whether they're saved, whether they're lost, I love it. Amen. But praise God, there's more to revival than that. Revival's when you love each other. Revival's when you love each other despite your differences. Uh, despite, my friend, the differences in a personality uh, or the differences in an opinion. Uh, when we love each other because that's what God commanded us to do. Uh, because that's what Jesus done. Uh, he loved those who despitefully used Him. Uh, he loved those who were plotting to kill Him. Uh, he even loved them on the cross. Uh, as they nailed Him there, the first thing He said, uh, as He looked out over a bunch of Roman soldiers uh, gambling upon His garments, uh, no doubt He's seen the one with the cat and iron tail still in His hand dripping with his blood. He's seen the one with the reed in his hand and to beat the crown of thorns down upon him. I know that he looked down and he's seen the chief priest that it went through the crowd and I coerced them into saying crucify him, crucify him. And he looked down at that old crowd of ungodly sinners. I believe he looked down through time and he's seen you and me that have rejected him and bring him to open shame time and time again. And he said, Father forgive them for they know not what they do. Oh, what love. Stephen, as he stood there that day, and Paul had consented, amen, they began to stand there. They began to throw stones at him to kill him uh, for preaching to them the gospel. Uh, all Stephen done was called them stiff-necked and uncircumcised, and they got mad, praise God. Imagine that. Uh, amen, tonight, and as Stephen stood there in that hole, uh, and they began to cast them stones at him, uh, he said, Lord, lay not this sin at their charge. He loved them people. Amen. Hey, Satan don't like that kind of preaching. He don't like it when you get to loving on each other, Brother Bobby. He don't like it when brothers and sisters in Christ, he wants to see us divided, tore apart. Because he's our adversary, he's our enemy. He don't like that. Not only will he try to divide us. I, I could preach on that thought all night. I believe y'all got the point, didn't you? He tries to cast doubt in your mind. Amen. Doubt's a very real thing, church. Don't let no preacher tell you any different. That's a very real thing. And let me remind you, I heard a statement one time that all doubt comes from God. That's untrue. That's a lie from Satan. God will never, 
I say God will never cast doubt in your life. God is the God of truth. And truth is what it is. Amen. I was thinking the other day, my friend, if I were to go on a trip and I were to begin to go somewhere that I did not know where I was going, I don't like using them GPSs. I don't like somebody speaking to me in a foreign accent, amen, telling me where to go, amen. I just ain't real fond and don't trust them things, amen. I like to read the road signs, don't you? Hey, praise be unto God. Kind of like reading your Bible. I like to read the road signs to know where I'm going. But can you imagine if we interpreted road signs like we interpret our Bible. Amen. That thing says turn right. Well, I don't believe it really meant that. I believe it meant that I can go on a little further and I can drive on down the road to the next exit and then I'll take a left and then I'll take a right and I believe that'll be good enough to get me where I'm going. Can you imagine tonight if we read road signs like we read our Bible? Honey, your Bible is truth. And it means exactly what it says. Uh, nothing more and nothing less. Uh, your Bible is the infallible and word of God. Uh, and it is to be taken literally tonight. Uh, when God calls it sin, honey, it's sin. Uh, and God ain't changed his mind on it. Uh, and if you're doing it, honey, the only thing you can do to get out of it is repent uh, and turn from that sin. Uh, you can't bargain your way out of it with God. Uh, you can't reason your way out of it with God. Uh, the only thing you can do is repent because God ain't going to change his mind. Uh, you might as well go ahead and change your mind on it because God ain't changing his. Amen. He'll cast doubt in your life and doubt is never from God. The Bible tells that, that God is not the author of confusion. If you look at doubt, doubt is exactly confusion. Amen. I've been in this situation in my life so I can preach on it. If you're here tonight and you don't know if you're saved or not, you're in the most miserable position right now because you're wanting to worship God but you don't know whether you can or not because you don't know whether you're saved. You're wanting to serve God but you don't know whether you can or not because you don't even know if you're saved tonight. Can I say that God ain't 40 miles of that? Hey man, God will take you straight to the Word of God. He'll bring you out of the darkness of your life and His marvelous light, the gospel of Jesus Christ will shed light in your darkness and in your confusion and in your doubt and the light of the gospel, honey, will always point you to where you need to go. It'll never lead you astray. Men's religion, theology, ideology, schisms, and asms will always confuse and cast doubt upon our lives. But can I say the word of God, the truth? It will, my friend, always show us exactly where we stand with God. I'm glad tonight, praise God, there's not a moment in my life that I have to stand and wonder how I stand with God. I'm glad I opened up my Bible, honey, and it tells me exactly where I stand with God. You're here tonight, you don't have to wonder where you stand with God. You don't have to wonder what your position with God is. You can open up your Bible, read a few pages, and you know exactly where you stand with God tonight. We talk about emptying ourselves. I shared this in the prayer room this morning. We talk about emptying ourselves and that's a very simple thing to do. Amen. It's a simple thing to give God our problems. In reality, think about it. Think about how simple it is. He said over there in the first few, in the verses right before I read that, Peter chapter number 5, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. And casting all our cares as simple as casting a ball. Letting it go out of your hand into God's hand. That's as simple as emptying ourselves, but most of us tonight, we don't want to go there. Because before we ever begin to empty ourselves, that means we've got to search ourselves. And before we ever search ourselves, we don't have to do any searching. We already know what's there. Amen. We don't want to go there. Amen. There's a root of jealousy. It's, it's taking hold in our heart. Honey, we don't want that to let go. We kind of like it. 
Amen. That appeals to the flesh. There's a root of, uh, my friend, of envy and strife. There's a root in there, my friend, of something that pleases our flesh. And we just don't really want to go there. But in reality, it's a simple thing to empty our heart. Amen. Think about that. There's not a person in here. These youngins, as young as the youngest one is, these little babies here tonight, from the time they get moving in their arm, they can hold something in their hand. One of the first things they learn to do is hold on to something and they can let go of it. Amen. To the oldest, most aged person, they can hold on to something and they can let go of it. It's that simple. But we don't want to go there. Amen. There's a little bit of doubt in their mind. In our heart, we really know where we're at with God. We know where we stand, but there's doubt in our mind. What will people think? Well, what if God don't come through? What if God don't do what He said He would do in the Bible? What if God don't do what the preacher saying the Word of God says that He would do? Honey, can I say to you tonight that God's always done what He said He would do? The God that we serve is a God that cannot lie. He's a God of truth all the way. And honey, if you'll lay it down before Him, I promise you that God will lift you up. That God will help you through. Satan wants to cast doubt in your life. Did I get all six of them or was that just five? I done forgot. Amen. Amen. Six of them. Casting doubt in your life. If you don't know if you're saved tonight, you need to make your calling election sure. Amen. I'm not here tonight to tell you you're saved. You're lost if you've got doubt in your mind. But I'm telling you, there's an altar right here. There's men right here. There's a pastor right here. And we'll take a King James Bible. We'll figure it out. Amen. We'll lay what we think aside. Amen. You can't just run the altar just because you've got a little bit of doubt. Amen. Expect to get saved again. Amen. It's, it's very possible Satan has confused your mind. Amen. I'm telling you right now. Hey, not every preacher in this county will agree with me, Brother Bobby, but you can't run the altar, amen, get saved again just because you've got a little bad feeling. Amen. Hey, these times I don't feel saved. Amen. That's the truth. Amen. These times your deacons don't feel saved. Amen. These times they don't even sound saved. Amen. These times your pastor don't sound saved by the words that come out of our mouths. Amen. Ain't a preacher in this camp. I've been around several preachers, amen. There's times, amen, that us preachers, praise God, it's embarrassing the way we talk to each other. Amen. Amen. I've been around a lot of Christians. It's embarrassing the way we talk to each other sometimes. Amen. Don't pray God the world looks on us and they say if that crowd's going to heaven, praise the Lord, we all are. Amen. Pray God you can't just run it all to get saved again because there's a little bit of doubt wells up in your heart. You need to take the word of God. Amen. That's sound doctrine right there. If he's ever been sound doctrine, that's sound doctrine. You take the Word of God and you look into God's Word and you see what God's Word says. Amen. You see, I, I had, we had a young lady at our church one time. Every time we preach on hell, she'd come get saved. Amen. It don't work that way. Amen. Every time I preach on judgment, every time, every time a man of God get up and get fired up, amen, on judgment, amen, she'd come get saved. Amen. Don't let me discourage you tonight. If you feel like you're lost and undone, according to the Word of God, you are lost. You get in this altar. I don't care if you've been here 500 times. You get saved by the grace of God. But you need to nail it down. Amen. Because God is not the author of confusion. Amen. God wants to give you peace in your life. God wants to use you. Amen. And God will do it when He does it. Praise God. He'll seal it down and nail it down. And the moment that you get settled in your heart, it'll be something that you could go back to. I'll never forget the Sunday morning that I settled it. 
Amen. I'd been baptized three times. I've been to an altar dozens of times. Amen. I said I got saved. That was maybe the third time. I'd been, hey, praise God. I knew the fish by name down the baptistry. Praise God. Amen. But the Sunday morning that I nailed it down, I can go back to the place, amen, that, that, that God spoke to my heart and he made the scripture plain in my life and I trusted the word of God. I quit trusting what I was doing. I, amen, the first time, amen, I was trusting something else. I, the second time, I was trusting... The, the fact that I'd went to an altar like everybody else. I, amen. The third time I trusted that old King James Bible, what the Word of God said, what the Holy Ghost was speaking to my heart. I, and honey, God nailed it down, put amen. a nail in a sure place. I, I'm glad that God don't have my friend I, I pull her on his hammer, praise God. When he puts a nail in a sure place, it's there to stay. Amen. 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 I don't want to confuse anybody tonight, but that's sound doctrine. Amen. You can know tonight the, the, the epistle of John you say, well, preacher, a Christian cannot doubt. The, the whole epistle of John was written to doubting Christians. Amen. He said, these things write unto you, little children, that you may know. He said, little children. It means they're saved. That you may know. Amen. He wanted them to know that they know that they know that they've been to Calvary. Your adversary tonight, he don't want you to settle it. He don't want you to nail it down. He don't want you to mark it down. He don't want you to know beyond a shadow of a doubt. Amen. He don't want you tonight to settle your doubts. He don't want you to settle your divisions. He don't want you to just settle your destruction. He don't want you to settle your discouragement. He don't want you to settle, my friend, the, the, the things in your life that he has brought forth. He don't want you to settle your distractions. He wants you to continue going on the way you are, tore up and tore out of frame. And that's the way he wants our church to be. Amen. God's using us. God's used... Our church mightily, we've been so busy we don't even know when she ends up. Amen. And Satan sees that God's doing something right here. And he's going to do everything he can do in your life. In your life. In your life. In your life. And in my life. To pull us apart. Slowly, methodically, diabolically, he's going to do everything he can do to pull us apart. Now the Bible tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power. Church, can I say something tonight? I've already said a lot. I might as well say it, hadn't I? Amen. Amen. We're not fighting against people. Amen. We're not fighting against people tonight. When you look around and you see faces, that's not who we're fighting against. We're fighting against principalities. We're fighting against power. I'm going to read you one more one more verse and I'm done. Turn with me to Samuel chapter, 2 Samuel chapter number 23. Turn with me there in your Bible. I want you to see this. You say, preach, what are we going to do about this? What are we going to do about our enemy? Well, first of all, Ephesians chapter number 5, you go home and read it. I'm going to put on the armor of God. Ephesians chapter number 6, I'm going to put on the armor of God, the helmet of salvation, one's girded about truth, breastplate of righteousness, feet shod with preparation of the gospel, taking on the shield of faith, taking on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and praying always with all prayer and supplication in what? In the Spirit. Now I want you to look at 2 Samuel chapter number 23. I want to show you what a man here done. 2 Samuel chapter number 23, verse number 11. I'm going to give you just a minute to get there because I want you to look at this. The Bible says, 2 Samuel chapter number 23, verse number 11. The Bible says, And after him was Shema, the son of Agi, the Hararite, 
And the Philistines were gathered together into a troop where there was a piece of ground full of lentils. And the people fled from the Philistines. They took tail and run, church. It's amazing how many times the Word of God you find children of Israel done this very thing. They took tail and run. But look what this man by the name of Shema done. The Bible says, but he stood. I said he stood. But he stood in the midst of the ground and he defended it and he slew the Philistines and the Lord wrought a great victory. Praise be unto God. You know what I'm going to do tonight in the midst of Satan fighting tooth and toenail? You know what I'm going to do tonight in the midst of an adversary? Your pastor's going to clear him off a spot right here in this altar. And I'm going to get down here and I'm going to ask God to fight the battles. I'm going to ask God to take over. Hey, honey, they ain't getting our lentils. They ain't getting my beans, praise God. That's what them are. That was their beans. That was their food. That was their provision that God has sent them. I'm going to clear me off a spot. We got young people going over the mountain this week. I'm going to clear me off a spot in this altar. I, I praise God. I'm going to look the devil in the eye and I'm going to tell him he ain't getting my beans. I, praise God because Jesus is on my side I, and victory's already been won. I, I'm going to tell him he ain't got the keys anymore. I, that Jesus, Revelation 118, I, I am he that was dead and is alive forevermore. I, and I have the keys of death and of hell. I, praise God. I'm going to look him dead square in the eye and plead the blood of Jesus over our young people. I, he's not getting our church. I, he's not getting our Sunday school teachers. He's not getting our deacons. He's not getting in our choir. He's not even getting in the crooks and the crannies of old Savannah Baptist Church. I'm going to clear me off a spot in this altar. I'm going to stand my ground in prayer, putting on the armor of God. Let the hosts of hell assail. I've got Jesus on my side. I've got a shield of faith. I believe there's some brothers and sisters in Christ here tonight. You've got a shield of faith too. Why don't we hold them up tonight? Why don't we all clear us off a spot in this altar? and say Lord fight our battles the Bible don't say the shame of won the battle the Bible don't say the shame of wrought a great victory the Bible says the Lord wrought a great victory in that place so I'm going to clear my 